Uh, just to give you a brief overview of what is happening today and why we're here, on July 8th, uh, very early in the morning, our team, along with two others um, that couldn't be here today, we met here at the church uh, at very dark in the morning. I don't know what time. It was early, uh, before my usual waking up. And we traveled to Newark Airport. We flew uh, to Dallas and then on to Guadalajara, uh, Mexico, for a week uh, of a trip where we were going to do all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, we were, and I'll tell you, we'll, you'll hear about what we, were, what we did there. I just want to let you know what happened kind of and set it up a little bit on Sunday. So we fly in Saturday, get to the hotel, set it up a little bit. Sunday morning, we went to a church. Um, it was an awesome experience. Uh, it was just really cool to see many of the songs that they sang we knew, uh, but we just didn't know the words. So it was it's familiar tunes, so it was really neat to just worship alongside brothers and sisters uh, in Guadalajara. And then we uh, had lunch and went to our missionary host's home. Their names are Chris and Julia Buso. You've, if you've been here, you've seen videos from them. They've been here before with us, phenomenal people. They live there uh, year-round, and so they hosted us at their home. And we practiced that song, another song, and a skit. And really, it was about maybe an hour uh, or so that we practiced. And then we went to a rehab center. And the, uh, the rehab centers are essentially like a drug, alcohol, uh, substance abuse program that are residential. Uh, they're, the people that are there are actually mandated to be there by the court system, whatever. They can't leave. It's, it's not like voluntary, like an optional check-in, check-out. Like, they're not leaving. And so we went in there to encourage them. Uh, we went to one in the mountains on that Sunday afternoon. Uh, and really, literally, in the mountains, the roads were a little bit rough getting there um, and bouncy. Uh, so if you need an adjustment in your back, uh, just sit in the back row. Where's Nick? Come on, back row. Me and Nick in the back row of the van. Ooh, it was rough, along with Ethan and, uh, and, and, and Nate. And so uh, four, four, I'd like to think, large, you know, grown, grown people sitting in the back of a van. It was, it was nice. Um, and it was actually family day, and so our team shared uh, those skits, that skit. Um, we shared uh, that, two, those two songs, and then Jason and Kendall uh, shared their testimonies of uh, what God had been doing and is doing still in their life with, with the folks there. Um, and then we handed out clothes and snacks. We prayed with the residents. It was a, a powerful time. And then each night what would happen is we'd come back to the hotel, and we would debrief. We would sit down as a team like this in a circle, and uh, we would just talk, like, what was the highlight of your day? How'd it go? We'd share devotions, and how's everybody doing? Stomach checks, everybody all right? You know, how's, how's everything going? And it was, uh, it, was, it was fun, it was serious, it was just really, really poignant uh, time together. And then Monday morning, we began with doing construction. So we, we would uh, pile in the van, get our dirty clothes on, you know, clothes that we were okay getting dirty, go out to the job site, which was a, a church. Um, it's really neat being at this place, this church, uh, this is property that we have helped them buy through the years. We've been there. We've been going to uh, this particular uh, site since 2018. So it's our, our many, many trips back uh, to this one location. So when we first went, it was just four walls, dirt floor, no roof, just wide open sky. Now it's multiple levels um, finished. And so now they're adding on to this building. And the part that we were building is going to be essentially an orphanage. So the church is going to host a boys and girls home there. So we were laying block and uh, bending rebar forms and making concrete uh, for what will be one, two, three, four bedrooms on the first floor, a bathroom, a shower, a kitchen, a common area, um, 
And then it would be another, there's going to be another level with the same thing. It'll house probably up to 20 or 30 children. Um, so you're not just putting blocks down. You know that somebody's going to be having their life changed by being here in this place. So it gave some meaning to our work. Full sun all day, hot, uh, dusty, and it was absolutely amazing. So we did that Monday. We did that Tuesday. We did that Wednesday. Thursday then, we again, we reconvened and uh, went to two more rehab centers, both more in more urban areas, a little more, and one had about 75 folks, men and women there. Um, the second place we went to was, uh, was only men, only about 18 or 20 residents. Uh, Shannon shared her testimony, and Noah, and Kevin, um, and it was just uh, powerful times in those rehab centers. I'm not going to take away too much, I'm just giving you an overview. I'll let people fill in the details. Friday, we did some sightseeing and some shopping, and then Saturday was a travel day home if the airlines would let us get there. Uh, if anybody knows airline travel right now, it's just a lot of, um, hey, what's rule number one in travel for, for missions trips? Flexibility. So that's it. So we ended up, we actually got home, made a lot of amazing friends. We saw God do amazing things, uh, ate a lot of really good food. Let's just pause. It was really, really good food. Um, the tacos, Noah. Yeah. I think, I think the first time Noah ate one of the tacos, I think the only thing that came out of his mouth was how. How? How is this so good? And then uh, churros. Oh, man, it was. <sighs> so I want to thank you. And I want to thank you for sending us. Yes, there we go. Look at. Tell me that doesn't look. Con- no, go back. Yeah, tell me. Just pause. On that. Tell me I don't look like just contented. I'm telling you. That was, oh, man, it was so good, so good. But I want to thank you for sending us. Your money did not go to the, towards the food. We paid for that ourselves. Um, but the money that you sent us with this church, we raised. Our goal was $10,000 and $10,625. And I want to tell you, you didn't just fill a, a nice little logo there. What that money went towards is you put rebar in Jason's hands and in Kendall's hands and in Ashley's hands. And as they were bending rebar every day and you put concrete blocks in Nikki's hands. Yes, Nikki was carrying concrete blocks. You put dirt, piles of dirt in front of Felicity and Ashley and everybody else who was shoveling and as they were shoveling dirt because we had to filter our own dirt through a screen to get the rocks out of it so we could use the dirt in the bags of concrete that you bought. Oh, this was great. As we were leaving, a truck, we were exhausted at the end of a day, a truck shows up with a brand new load of 100-pound bags of concrete that needed to be unloaded, and I was tired, and I was not going to do it, but Ethan decided, oh, oh we, should, we should help, so he starts putting these on his shoulders, and I'm like, I'm going to break my back, but okay, I can't let my son, you know, show me up, and so we start unloading, but you paid for that concrete, and you paid for the bricks, and you paid for all of that. What you paid for, you sent us, you put things in our hands so that we were able to do the work while we were there. It was absolutely awesome, so thank you for sending, because when you sent, you positioned us to go and have something to, to give while we were there. So this was truly a team effort. So we can say thank you to everybody else. And before I let the team talk, because I haven't preached in a couple weeks, so I got, you know, I got some words. Um, I just want to preface everything with something Nate shared, who could not be with us today. Nate, Nate's, uh, he's working this morning at the Hot Air Balloon Festival. So if you see some video from the Hot Air Balloon Festival, uh, that's Nate. Um, and uh, he's going to school for film, uh, so it's, it's a perfect thing for him. But uh, this past year, Nate, uh, at school, met some other students 
film students who, are, uh, who have faith, who are followers of Jesus. And in their conversations, they had sort of this epiphany um, that they had experienced missions and the ministry of the church, but felt that there was a need to share and tell those stories better. That sometimes we don't always tell the story of what God is doing. This world tells some really good stories, but they're not always stories that matter. We've got the best story in the world to tell of what God is doing and has done, and sometimes we don't do the best job of telling it. And so he said, you know, maybe, maybe we could do a better job as film students. Of, and so they developed this concept they call missiography. It's, the, it's videography and missions mix. It's the story of mission through film. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that so cool? And so it's this amazing, creative, uh, I think it's important. It's very timely for us. Um, and so Nate came on, that, on our trip with the intention of recording and making a film. And it's done. And we're going to show it to you at the end today. So you get to be the first people to see it. And let me tell you, I'm not first because I got to see it. It's amazing. They have not seen it yet. It's absolutely, I'm not going to show it now. No, we're not going to show it now. No, we're going to end with it. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and it just shows that God can use you and what you're gifted at in a variety of ways. You might say, how could, you know, how could God ever use me? Well, if God can tell a, a college student to, to take film and missions and combine them into something new, God can do all sorts of things in us. And so God has given us all a capacity to impact the world around us. Whatever God has given you to do, I just want you to hear this. You can do that in a way that is not only a blessing to people here and now, but that will echo for eternity. The things God has given you to do, the skills and abilities you have, right, can make more than just a difference here and now. It's not just for your income. God has given you those skills and abilities to impact eternity for people, all right? Nate uh, has a tattoo on his arm. So there it is. It says, seek discomfort. Uh, that kind of became a mantra for us throughout the week, that idea of seeking discomfort. Um, can I tell you, construction work, I know, I know we look like, like the team you'd pick for construction work. Like this, if you were to put together a team from our church and say, these are the people that should do construction, this is absolutely who would come to mind. Um, can I tell you, the construction work, it wasn't comfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Hands hurting, backs hurting, uh, in the sun, uh, putting shirts on our heads with hats on top to try and cover our necks from the sunburn. Construction work was uncomfortable. Walking into rehab centers, that was uncomfortable. Telling our stories in front of people we don't know, getting vulnerable people who don't know, that's uncomfortable. Trying to communicate in another language, that was uncomfortable. You wish you could connect and it's, it's hard. Traveling was uncomfortable taking a week out of our life, out of our day to go do this, taking our own money and investing money to go do this. It, was, it wasn't the thing maybe you would have chosen. Seek discomfort. Nobody sought discomfort more than Jesus. Uh, he willingly walked towards certain death on a cross. That wasn't comfortable. It wasn't something he would have chosen to do. And he spoke these words to those who struggled to step into that same discomfort. He says, if any of you wants to be my follower, he essentially says, seek discomfort says, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. doesn't say, hey, come along with me. It's going to be great. It's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be comfortable. It's going to be, it's going to be just, you know, uh, it's just going to be, listen, all week long this past week, our family was on vacation. I was sitting on the beach uh, under an umbrella with a book in my hand eating ice cream and donuts and, and, and water ice. And I'm not, I'm seriously, every day, all, all three, every day. It, 
I was not in any discomfort this week. It was a week of vacation. God doesn't say, hey, come with me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit you on a beach somewhere. He says, hey, you know what? Now give up your own life. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What do you benefit if you gain the world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Here's the thing. Step into those uncomfortable places. Take a trip to Mexico. Try some construction. Go to a rehab center. Do something that God may prompt you to do that may be uncomfortable because that's actually where life is found. That's actually what you've been created. God has not called us to live comfortable lives and lives of ease. He's called us to live lives that make a difference. And unavoidably, that's going to mean he's going to ask you to step into some uncomfortable situations and circumstances. But then on the other side of it, you're going to hear what, 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 what happens when you do that. That's what you're going to hear today. You're going to hear the power of testimony, the power of story of what happens when people are willing to say yes. Yes to wherever and whatever. Wherever God leads you, whatever God asks of you, God, yes, I will do that. And that's what we're going to hear today. Whether that's across the street or across a border, God is going to lead you into things, and that's where life is found. So I've asked the team to be prepared to answer a few questions, and I'm going to turn it to them in a minute. And my prayer is that in hearing their stories and hearing their testimonies of what God is doing right now in our church, the one that you're going to be encouraged, that you're going to walk out of here being like, man, that's amazing what God is doing. It's so encouraging to hear what God is doing in somebody else's life that you will be encouraged. But two, that you'd be challenged to open the door even wider for God to prompt you to do things that are uncomfortable. For God to prompt you and bring you to places, send you to people that you might not naturally or normally go. For God to lead you into those places and that you would say yes. This is a year of awakening. We've said it for our church. It's time to put our faith in action, not just say, yeah, we want to follow God as long as it's comfortable. We're going to follow God as long as it's somewhere I'm okay with. God, no, no conditions, no qualifications. I will go, period. You can fill in the blank. And so I'm going to invite our team to share, and I'm just telling you, you're in for an awesome morning. We're going to hear some absolutely incredible stories. We're probably going to laugh a little bit. We're going to hear some serious stuff. We're going to have all of it in here. All right, so you guys ready? So we're just gonna, I'm just going to step to the side just for a little bit. I'm going to kind of moderate here. I'm going to ask questions, and whoever wants to, raise your hand. And we've got a couple of mics throughout there, and uh, you can share, and we will just let it rip. Okay, so here we go. Question number one, what was the highlight of the trip for you? Again, can be funny, can be serious, can be funny and serious. You can give one of each. So who wants to go first? Highlight of the trip for you. Who's going first? All right, thank you. There you go. Hi, everybody, Nick. And introduce yourself so everybody knows yeah, who you Nick are. Nick Oliva, uh, the dad of Noah and Nate, who's filming the Balloon Festival. Um, so the, the highlight of the trip was actually thanks to Felicity for me on the sort of the last day we're in the bus. And Felicity, this was her first trip, right? And she was a little nervous about the food, I think, and, you know, the whole situation. And on the last day in the bus, she, she, I overhear her say, I never knew American food was so bad. <laughs> like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, after this week, I think, you know, we all understand. But the more serious one for me was that I got to go on this trip with my two sons. They are now adults who are doing awesome things, and they grew up in this church. They were babies when we started coming here with Ethan. They played on the same teams with Felicity. 
who came to our house. These kids used to take naps in our bedrooms. <laughs> and here they are, they're grown people doing incredible things. For me, being able to share that with them is something I will never forget. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Somebody else, highlight Jason, go ahead. Uh, just look at it. There you go. Am I projecting my voice enough? <laughs> Um, so this was actually my second time going there. Uh, I went on the, actually Dan and I were the only ones on the last trip uh, before COVID came and things got canceled. Um, so the first time was my first opportunity to get to see kind of how the people were living and kind of the flow of things. Um, I'm definitely an anticipator. Um, I'm usually thinking about the next move for everybody else. And so that can become stressful for me uh, at times. This was an opportunity to kind of observe that um, so probably there's, I have two highlights. One is funny and one is not, I'll do the not funny one. Getting to go with Kendall and spend that time with her and really get to, uh, to work together, but also even through the tough stuff to be able to <clears throat> communicate through it, talk about kind of what God was doing, um, inside of us and inside other th of others was really magical. Um, and just being able to uh, to eat churros, specifically stuffed churros, mm. Um, mm. usually more than one, actually mm. always more than one, who am mm -hmm. I kidding? Um, so <laughs> that was really magical. And then probably the highlight as far as funny, so Mateo, one of, <laughs> yeah, any story that starts with Mateo, you'll learn, um, usually means that there's comedy involved. <laughs> So Mateo is 14, he is uh, the driver Oli's son, and he is just a joy to be around. However, Mateo is not the uh, model citizen on a job site. He is, <laughs> he is joking around, laughing. Um, I think him and Jared may have been making their own songs, I don't really know because I didn't understand them. Um, it could have been something they rehearsed, I really don't know. But he, uh, he told me to be careful, and he just goes, be careful, be careful. And I looked at him and I was like, okay he immediately tripped over the rebar and fell backwards onto his back. Now, if it just ended there, it wouldn't be that funny. However, I said, all right, you be careful, watch where you're stepping. He proceeded to step back and trip over it a second time and do a backflip, like kind of just like a barrel roll backwards, to which I was like, okay, you gotta really be careful. He did it a third time. Now, how he, he only had like little scrapes, so they had put some Band-Aids on him and put him back to work, but um, three times? three when you were the one talking about being safe <laughs> um so that that was definitely probably my highlight um he you know he still will send me a random message on uh, instagram that just says be careful i know <laughs> what that means i'm like oh he's probably breathing again <laughs> awesome yeah mateo is a uh, you'll hear probably a lot about him so our driver her name is Oli, and she works with Chris and Julie. Hopefully, we'd love for Oli and her husband, uh, Fernando, to come visit us with their family. Um, they're just, their two sons, Mateo and Rodrigo. And there's just, just stories you're going to tell. Inside, there's inside jokes aplenty. We'll try to share as much as we can with you. Mateo is just a character. Um, every time we'd stop the van uh, or, you know, to get out, he, he would want to ride with us. So he'd jump out, and he'd want to be at the one helping everybody down out of the van you know, holding their hands, carry them out, and again, over and over again, be careful, be careful, be careful. That was his, that was his thing for the week. Very, just a great, great kid, great family. Uh, and he had great, he had great English, so he, he was able to speak, 
speak uh, to most of us. Um, all right, who's next? Highlights. Don't come on. Don't don't be shy. All right, Ethan, go ahead. Let's hand it down to him. Thank you. Um, so we were all in stations during construction, and me and Nate were doing um, the cinder blocks, and we were putting cement and then cinder blocks on. But we were working with one of the construction workers' sons who was there. So he was, his name was Jared. He's probably, I think he said he's 16 years old. He's 16, but he looked like he was 35. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he actually looked like my dad, just yeah. Hispanic. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so we were, we were working on this construction, and he doesn't speak any English, like, at all. So me and Nate are trying to talk to him with, like, the broken Spanish that we have. And um, he, it was just not good. Um, but it was very, very funny. Um, so we were, we were just trying to communicate to him. And he's saying this one thing that we just don't understand what he's saying. So we're like, can you, like, demonstrate, like, what are, what are you trying to tell us? So he starts, like, flipping his hands. And we're thinking he's talking about food or something. So me and Nate come up with a hypothesis that he's talking about hibachi. So we're like, hibachi bonsai. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So we think he's talking about food, and he ends up being talking, like, we asked Nick to come over and translate, and he said that we're, our, our wall was horrible, that's what he was telling us, <laughs> and we're thinking he's talking about hibachi, hibachi, so we're like, we're like bonsai, bonsai, so all, every time we saw him for the rest of the week, we'd just say, bonsai, bonsai, and it was, it was just, it was funny, but um, it was a lot of joy throughout the week, for sure. Um, I think that God had his favor over us the, the whole week, and it was just super cool, um, especially, like, with the weather. Um, it was, you know, on the scale of what we were supposed to get sunburnt, it was a purple emoji because we were not supposed to be out in the, in the sun. It was an 11 out of 10. <laughs> and considering, like, how long, I mean, we were in the, out in, like, you know, doing construction for probably eight to nine hours, and to say that none of us got sunburned is, like, ridiculous. So it's like God, God really had his favor, so it was really cool seeing that. Except for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, just your head. It was just your head. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. It was great. Oh, he said, oh, yeah, you're talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. That's their wall, an ugly situation. Es una fea situación is what he was saying, and they understood that to be hibachi. Yes. Banzai. Yeah, it's an ugly situation. That's what their wall was, an ugly situation. All right, who's next? Nikki. I think my favorite funny moment was when we were in church on Sunday morning, and I don't know if it was the pastor or one of the congregants thought that Kevin was Pastor Dan's son. So... <laughs> That was a very Come funny on. moment for me. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> for all of he us, He was serious. Actually. Like, dead serious. You really Seri thought that? So for the rest of the week, Kev called me dad. Yes. Like, <laughs> he thinks it's funny. It's hilarious. Come um, on. He's, he's older than me, for the record. Older than me. But I have two serious favorite moments. They're short, but at the very end of our construction time, we stood in a circle and Pastor Dan prayed for, over Pastor Jorge and the church there, and then Pastor Jorge prayed over us in our church, and just that moment just felt so powerful and special that we're all united in such a strong way, and it's one kingdom of God, and we all have the same mission, and it, I thought that was just a beautiful moment. And then when, I don't want to take away from you, Noah, but when Noah shared his testimony in the rehab center, and he basically preached better than any of the rest of us could, mm -hmm. and he's, he just started going, 
and sharing his testimony, but at the very end of it, he said, repeat after me, yo quiero Jesus. And the man just kept, and he kept saying it over and over again, yo quiero Jesus. And the man kept repeating it, and it was That like, means I want Jesus. Yes. Like, I want Jesus. I want life. Jesus. And we all, like, I was bawling. And it was just so powerful, and the Holy Spirit just used all of these young people. He used them in such a powerful way, and just seeing that was such a blessing to all of us, and we're very proud of all of you. All right, somebody else, sorry, Abby. Um, so besides just like all the funny moments with the team and Mateo and everyone, I would say just being able to bond with this team more and along with the people there, like, so follow them on social media and stuff and get to see what they're up to and hopefully see them again if they come to visit or we go back there. Um, and also similar to what Nikki was saying, like the first time I saw it was in the church on Sunday, but even though that there's the language barrier, you can still like see how passionate they are and how much they love God and love praising God and just being able to communicate with the people in the rehabs without even really saying anything, just like by hugging them and they, yeah, in their eyes, they understood. So that was my favorite part. Thank you, Abby. All right, Noah. All right, so my favorite part was definitely giving the testimony. It was just powerful to see men in the rehab center that are like hard, toughened men that don't really have hope. To see them just at the end, when I, when I was finished, a lot of them were crying. It was just like, just to see like men crying and I was able to give them hope to uh, continue and like it's not over for them was powerful. So that was probably my favorite part. All right, who's next? Yeah, I'm just going to, I mean, it's, everyone's going to laugh at this, but I, I still feel speechless from the trip. And I, I, as I'm getting older, I guess I'm getting more speechless, but I, it's hard to even put it into words because there's so, there's just so many good things. Um, but overall, it's just, I just, all I keep hearing is just the power of just being obedient, you know, from day one of just going and you have people being obedient with you. Like that's the, the magic of a missions trip. You know, you're all doing it together. And when you work together for God's good, it's, you can't go wrong. You really can't. Um, I know it's been said a billion times, but it's, it's true. And um, I obviously love seeing my girls grow. Like Nick said, being able, it's such a gift to be able to go with both of them, but also seeing everyone here grow. And just, um, it's just, it just, just was very, very powerful. Um, the, everything about it. You have to go, though, to see it. So, <laughs> We're just giving you a little bit. <laughs> All right. Who, who else? Kev? Uh, yeah, so I, there was a number of things, but I think just uh, seeing the Holy Spirit move like he did throughout the week. Um, uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit seems far out there and, like, we can't understand it or experience it sometimes here. But um, when we went, I mean, look at us, we're not like, like Dan was saying, we're not like the people you'd select for a uh, construction site. And yet, we got a lot of work done, and, um, and it was good work, except for your wall. But no, I'm just kidding. It was, a, it was, it was an ugly situation. <laughs> it was an ugly situation. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, it all worked out. They got it cleaned up, and everything was good. So, uh, But it, it was an amazing trip in so many ways, just seeing the Holy Spirit move through us on the work site, and especially in the rehab centers, um, 
one of my favorite moments was I was praying over some, at one point, like, Julie, the missionary, one of the missionaries was, was speaking in Spanish and um, talking to the men or the women and the women. Um, and she said, just go out and guys that raise their hands, girls that raise their hands, go pray for them. Just pray in English. If you know Spanish, great, but just go pray for them. doesn't matter. Uh, I was praying for a guy, and I was very close. Like, I was over his shoulder, and his head's right here. <laughs> and I was just praying, and all of a sudden I hear, Gracias, Jesucristo. And I was like, he was like, thank you, Jesus Christ. And it was like, this, it scared me, but it was amazing. It was amazing. And, and I just started, like, crying because it, he was pouring his heart out to God. And this is why we were there. It was this personal connection to bring Jesus to people. And it caught me off guard for a second. And then I'm like, and then it became like the most beautiful sound that I, you could ever hear. And uh, it was why we were there. This guy just praying his heart out to God and asking God to forgive him and saying, Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. And it was just such a beautiful moment. That's why we did what we did. Um, and just having the opportunity to... Um, to go with Nikki and Felicity uh, just as a family, her first trip, and, and just those moments together, priceless, priceless. So, uh, so, and there's so many more. I mean, go down the list of favorite moments, but let's top it off for me. Thank I, you. I just want to note that Kevin played Jesus in our skit at every rehab. So when he told us this story, I was like, he might have thought you were really Jesus. <laughs> like, we don't know. <laughs> Thank you. That was good and job. Je Jesus wept. Good, yes. He, he did. <laughs> Jesus. Good. good job, son. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. All right, who else? Oh, okay. I, I guess I would say definitely um, being more on a deeper spiritual level with Jason that I've never even, like, never even crossed my mind that our relationship could get any deeper than how we are. Um, and then, like, going to the rehabs and praying for people and personally being on the other side of that um, from where they are and just praying for them and letting them know that there is hope in what you're going through and Jesus does love you and for them to receive it, no matter the language barrier or the spiritual barrier, it didn't matter in that moment. Jesus just spoke through them and was able, and they were able to accept him in that moment, and that was really nice. Hi, I'm Ashley. Um, <laughs> so my overall, like, my favorite moments are probably a lot of the time spent with Mateo because he's hilarious, and we have a group chat with him still, so occasionally he'll just send, like, the most random things, <laughs> and so that's really fun, um, and I can't really think of a specific funny moment because I think something happens, like, every single day, multiple times a day, um, but on a serious note, my favorite part of the trip was probably that first full day that we were there. Uh, it was Sunday, and we went to a rehab center, um, and I think it was at the end of, like, our time there, and Julie had said something like, raise your hands, if, or, you know, she was praying over them or something. And, like, all these hands just shot up, and, like, just so much passion in, like, the words that they were saying that she was having them repeat. 
and I had just never seen anything like that before. So it was like, you know, we saw that at the other rehab centers too, but that was like the first moment where I was like, wow, like this is, this is really cool, so. All right, is that everybody? Felicity. Um, I think it was just like nice to get to know everyone on the team better because I didn't really know that many people on the team like very closely. Um, so that was just really fun and we made like a bunch of inside jokes and stuff the whole time. Um, and it was just, you know, just constant like joy. Even like when we were working on the work site, building the orphanage, it was, we were still able to like make jokes and have fun together. And then of course meeting Mateo and Jared, I didn't think I was gonna make friends in Mexico, but um, I did, so that was just really fun. Awesome. So you might one thing? Uh, so the other interesting thing, um, I, I hear Jared talking, and I, I heard his name, and I remembered I took a picture of a kid, and his name was Jared, and it was like this little butterfly on his finger. It was totally random, but like it was a cool picture from four years ago. So, and then we've been joking that he looks 35, so I'm looking at him, and I'm like, there's no way. Like this kid was like barely like out of diapers the last time I saw him. And sure enough, I show him the picture, and he was so excited that it was him. Um, and it was just really interesting because, you know, you don't think that you're necessarily going to see the same people unless if they're part of that church. But I guess, you know, he's got a luchador for his dad, so <laughs> it's like it's kind of hard to top that. And nobody's yeah. going to throw him off the site because they might get hit off the top rope with a flying jump kick or something. <laughs> so, so, his, so this young man, Jared, his it's actually his grandfather, uh, who he calls his dad, is our he's the the foreman of the job site, and uh, he oversees all the construction, uh, and his name is Don Chepe, so like Don, like Sir, you know, Mr., you know, Don Juan, you know, Don Quixote, Don Chepe, right, so he's, and he's got, you'll see him in the video, he, he's got this great cowboy hat on, a great mustache, it's actually the inspiration for this, I'm hoping that over time I can transition from Dan Greco to Don Greco, you know, like it's, like I, I so that's what, I, it's just the motivation here. Um, but uh, he, he was, he's fantastic, and he was in a previous life. He was a, a, a luchador, a Mexican wrestler. Uh, his nickname was El Gavilino Asesino, the Hawk Assassin. <laughs> and so he's, he's awesome. That's Don Chepe. You'll see him. But that's the benefit for us of going year after year to the same place because we've been going for so many years. We build relationships with the people there, with the pastor, and we've seen his kids grow. And, and, and we've, we've been able to share stories, and so it's just neat to go year after year. All right, next question, we're going to, um, everybody doesn't have to answer this one, but just whoever wants to. Um, how did you change this week? What did God, what's, what did God do in you, like, if, if you felt like there was something that changed in you this week? You know, tell, let's share. You know, it's one thing to say it was fun, we had a great time, we experienced these great things, but, but what changed in you? What did God do in you that you could say, I'm... I know I'm different now than I was, and this is how. Kendall, go ahead. So before I came on this trip, you know, I think everyone has their, like, a little bit of confusion on, you know, their faith and all that, um, especially being new to faith. Um, so going on this trip and seeing all the people that we were able to help or do something for through Jesus and Jesus allowing us to do this, the way I changed is there is absolutely 100% no reason to ever doubt God again. And to see that 
other people can say that too, who didn't even know Jesus before, that was so powerful and so life-changing because now I'm like, I can trust you now. And there's nothing else that's ever going to change my mind or anything that's, it's never going to get in my way because I know that Jesus is my first thought in my mind. He's going to carry me through everything as he is doing in Mexico right now and what we were able to do to help them get to that place. So, yeah. Awesome. Hello? Okay. Um, it just quieted me. Uh, I remember just sitting and compared, especially compared to the previous missions trip I went on. I went to Peru, I don't know how long ago, a couple of years ago. And um, I was taking it all in then, and I was probably much more anxious because I'd never done it before, so this was my second trip. And I was so, I mean, just God quieted me. He gave me the words when I, Dan asked for people to do testimony, and I was like, what could I have to say to people? I'm from America, and I don't, I've never had any experience with the things that they're experiencing. I didn't think I did, um, but God, I just, we prayed, and God gave me the words, and luckily we had Julie translating, so I was really slow when I spoke, and it felt a lot better, <laughs> but, um, but just, it just, there was just a piece at one point I told Nikki, I think because we've been, you know, laying bricks and building walls every day, and that was something that was completely, we were praying, Nikki and I were like, they're going to have children's work for us to do, I know they are, I just know they are, and they didn't, and we, we did what needed to be done, you know, and we, we built the walls, uh, Don Chepe said our walls were the most beautiful too, it just won't let you know. Um, it was but, a good situation, it was a but, good situation. Um, we were in one of the rehabs the next day after we finished construction, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm taking it all in, and I'm looking at the bricks, and I'm thinking, someone else built this for them, probably, you know, or, or these, it's that same, there's so much purpose in, in everything, you know what I mean? If so, um, anyway, that was all over the place, but. No, thank you, Shannon. <laughs> Somebody else. I, um, I do work in construction. <laughs> Being on this job site was tough. Um, I think I had told all of you, I would have fired all of you like more than once. Um, luckily, there's no standards here, there, so like nobody cares. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it was, it's, it's definitely more frustrating when it's something that is your mastery. It's easy to go in and do something you've never done before and take the back seat. It's a lot different when you're used to driving and they're like, no, you're not even allowed in the car. So um, I think for me, it was quieting my mind and just understanding that sometimes the best gift I was going to be able to do was to help others um, make sure that they had a, an experience where they felt like they were adding value, um, whether it meant teaching them or just being calm and patient through a situation. Um, but being able to uh, to take that back, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm on my job site last week that I just finished, um, and working there, I was thinking about being in Mexico and stuff, and I was like, you know what, it might be hotter here, it probably smells worse in this house, and like, as I was going through it all, I was like, and I'm not gonna get a stuffed churro when this is done, like, there is no reward here. I still have to go home to my house and deal with all of my own mess. Um, so I think it was definitely a nice change of perspective for me, being able to see that the job sites that um, I'm usually on, that they're also a mission field for blessing. Um, unfortunately, I'm just moving too fast most of the time to see it. 
Um, so I'm gonna, I've taken that back and just using the time to, to speak to people and being more present, um, I think will go a long way. Thank you, Jay, appreciate it. Anybody else? Something God did in you? Yeah, so for me, it was like really a, this incredible spiritual reset button. So, you know, um, New Jer we're all New Jersey people. We're kind of cynical. I certainly am in the work I do and in the, in the life we live. And if you had told me that we were going to go down there with a half-rehearsed song <laughs> on, you know, sh some shaky instruments, um, a skit that they practiced for less than an hour with some silly costumes and not really all that much, and we would, you know, make significant difference. I, I would have been very skeptical of that. And my New Jersey would have been like, Ew, we could try, but these people, when you walk into a, re a rehab, the one that Dan talked about the first day, it didn't have running water. It's in the mountains. We have some tough looking characters. And it was family day. So I'm thinking they get to see their family for a couple of hours a week, and we're showing up during family day. They probably don't even want us here. Like, please get this over with so we can, this, this is what's going through my skeptical head, right? I'm like, we should be as quick as, we, you know, I'm thinking, we should be as quick as we can. We should be, like, this is a, it's a little uncomfortable. And yet, at the end of that day, I got Noah standing over a man who's, who's praying with this guy who's basically his age. And there, by the end of the trip, there are grown men who are, like, hardened, crying on my shoulder, asking for Jesus, and we're praying together. It was remarkable. What God can do in our weakness in seeking discomfort is remarkable. So for me, it was a huge reset button on that skepticism. Thank you. Anybody else? Um, kind of like what Nick said, like with just a perspective change and you're in New Jersey and America in general and you're like, oh, like I came back from the trip thinking, wow, a lot of my problems are like not big problems, <laughs> not as big as you think that they are. Um, and that's not to like, you know, brush off every other problem than like the things that they face in Mexico, but being like, when I face something now, it's saying like, okay, is this what's most important in life? Is this really what's like gonna be important in the future? And I think like nothing felt better than when we were, what we were doing on the trip, you know? Like that, that's the most important thing. It's loving God and loving people and, and sharing that with, with the world. So yeah, I changed my perspective for when I go through things here. Thank you, Ashley. Anybody else? Basically, pretty much the same as Ashley said. I mean, I'm like Dan said, we're not a construction team, especially not me. I did not want to do that. Um, <laughs> and the last day I found myself, I laid like three, there's like all the different rows of bricks, and I laid three rows by myself, and I was like really proud of myself. I was like, oh, like I did not think I was capable of doing that. So now when I come back here and like, it's hot here, or like I'm tired, I don't wanna go to work. I just think of the time there and how our life is so much better over here and we should be grateful to even have the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Abby. Anybody else? Don't, all right. <laughs> uh, when I was I don't think I've shared this before, but when I was 12 years old, I was living my very unassuming life, and our church was going on a missions trip to Mexico, and I had no interest at all. There was no way. It was, I, I didn't even think about it. It was just not even in a realm of possibility or 
idea or thought for me. And two weeks before the trip, somebody paid my way to go. And neither of my parents were going on the trip. I just went as a 12-year-old with my youth group on a mission trip to Mexico and my church. And I would never have gone had not somebody been obedient to the Holy Spirit. I was 12 years old, and that planted a seed in my heart for missions. And every time I go, I feel like it grows a little more, that when I'm there, I feel like I want to go again and again and stay longer each time. Like, God definitely just keeps placing a burden on my heart for specifically Mexico and the people of Mexico. And I want to come back and work on my Spanish so I can get better for next time and just falling in love with the people and the culture and wanting to build those relationships and go back and continue what we started. I just feel like the burden gets a little bit greater and stronger each time, and I feel like that's what God did in me. Thank you, Nikki. Awesome. All right, anybody else on that one? Last chance? I'm going to move on. Anything else? All right. So the, uh, the last question here. So, like, look at everybody here. All right. Tell them why they should go on a trip. All right. Tell them. So, like, if you had, if you had, you know, just give them, hey, you should go on a trip because. You should come next time. And here's the thing. We're gonna, our goal is to continue to have these trips, to have multiple a year. Uh, as, we, as we grow as a church, our goal is to keep uh, creating opportunities for this. We're going to keep going back to Mexico as long as God opens that door. We're looking right now to actually get a trip. If you remember a few weeks ago, uh, Gail Van Briggle was with us. She was a missionary to uh, Belgium, uh, Brussels, and we're looking at trying to get a trip with them, maybe even as early as the spring, um, so in, in a few months from now. So we're just trying to get that on the calendar. If you'd like to come with us, it would be very different than Mexico, uh, but that won't be in place of Mexico. We're looking to do two next year. So it would be an opportunity in the spring, again, next summer, to go back to Guadalajara again. Um, so you're not off the hook. Uh, you sent us. That's great. Awesome. Seek discomfort. Maybe God's got it for, for you to go. And uh, there was always, there's always room. This is our biggest team yet. We had 14. Um, but there's plenty of room. We can take as many as are, are, are interested in going. Um, you're never too old to go. Okay, uh, the, the week before we were there, or two weeks before we were there, uh, there was a team there. I don't remember, they were from, I don't remember where they said they were from, but there was an 85-year-old on the trip, and she was, she laid a block. She laid a block by herself. She did other things in the church, but she went on the trip because uh, she felt like she wanted to go. So uh, uh, if you're older than 85, maybe, maybe you have an excuse, but if you're under 85, nope, uh, somebody's already been there. So uh, I just want to encourage you. Really, really think about it. And we're going to tell you. I'm going to ask you this group, and then we're going to show Nate's video. But why? Why should people who have not gone before consider going? So go ahead. Go ahead. Change of pace, change of place, change of perspective. I think being on this trip, and this is my first business trip, so like even before this, I was like, no, I shouldn't go. I have no reason to go. I didn't even get my passport until the day before we left. So... <laughs> I was like, there's no reason for me to go. I'm not going, yeah. <laughs> going to Philly for five hours and then coming back to get my passport was crazy. I was like, God is not telling me that I should be going on this trip. But I ended up going, and it, at least for me, ended up being one of the most life-changing experiences that I've ever had, probably will ever have in my life. But for you guys, if you go, or if you were thinking about it, you never know what God has in store for you. I think we go through that every single day. It's just different in this way because, you know, usually you're helping people as you go throughout your day, but 
the intention behind it is to be flexible in your faith and seek discomfort so when you are uncomfortable in a situation, you just say yes and go with God. So if you were thinking about it, just feed into the thought a little bit more and see what, see what God puts on your heart. Um, and if it, if it is, let it be. Thank you, Kendall. Kendall. So uh, I can't speak on Belgium, but for Mexico, you should go because the tacos, <laughs> really, <laughs> they're, just, they're so good. It's worth it just for the tacos, but not really. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Really, uh, God will do things in ways that you can never imagine if you go on a trip like this. Like, I've never done construction before. I've never, I don't, I'm not a big public speaker, but when Dan asked, uh, who wants to give a testimony, it was about silence for like five minutes. Nobody wanted to do it. And I was just like, why not? Like, what, what? What am I? What else am I gonna do? Why not give it? Why not share what I have and hopefully touch these uh, people that need it most? So it's just like you never know what is gonna come from it if you don't go on the trip. Like it could, it could be the greatest experience you'll ever have. Do you have two hands? Because you could hold the churro for someone else and really be a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but seriously, even if it's not your wheelhouse, God will find a way to use you. He'll meet you where you are if, you're, if you have a servant's heart. Because that was the other thing I didn't mention before. One of my realizations is, am I being a servant leader? And you ask yourself that with each thing that you're doing. And you start to realize, like, sometimes we're being selfish. Sometimes we're thinking about ourselves. But when you're willing to be open and be a vessel and do God's work, he will give you immeasurably more than you could imagine. And he'll show up for you every single time. You just have to show up for yourself. All right. What about Nick? So for me, it's um, <coughs> the concept that you can't outgive God. So you might think, you know, what, what can I do there? What can I give? I, I'm going to try and give. I can try and do a little, but maybe it's not all that worth it, or maybe I won't make that much of a difference. But I'll tell you that that week, I, I couldn't give it away fast enough. I'm doing the best I can, but... I'm spending the week with my friends that I've known for years with my kids. I'm eating some of the best food in the world. The weather was way better there than it was here. We were laughing the whole week. You know, so uh, on the way to the trip, you're thinking like, well, what kind of difference? Or, you know, I'll do my best, but I'm only going to give this little bit. God multiplied what we did immensely and gave it back to each of us. I mean, you hear everybody talk about how incredible their experience was. So you, you can't get, outgive God. So just, just do it. Just give. else anything you want to say no, I mean just yeah just just consider it you don't have to be it's not about having the right qualifications it's not about even if you've never traveled before this is different this is not you know like you're you're in amazing company um, it's just they are really once in a lifetime opportunity I mean they're not once they're it's just a very I can't explain it <laughs> you just have to do it. Trust me. That's all. Just trust me. <laughs> and I just want to say that in the meantime, obviously, we can't all go on missions trips. We have our lives here. But in the meantime, we do have Better Together Days once a month that you can go to. In fact, this week, we have one. So sign up on wearelivetreebetter.com, better forward slash better together. 
and join us because that's life-changing too. That's use, allowing God to awaken us and use us where we are. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's definitely do better together days because um, that's just, it's like a home version we'll even of give this. You, we'll even give exactly. you a t-shirt if you want to help. Yes. We have t-shirts for it's better together. It's mini missions. Mini yes. missions it is. It truly is. It really is. Uh, everyone can go. Everyone can go. Um, 85-year-old went, um, you know, and, and you know when you work that day and it's like, I worked really hard today and you feel good at the end of the day, like satisfaction of doing a good day's work, you know, this is like 10 times that. This is just the most rewarding thing you will ever do and it's not about you or us. It's about changing lives there. But like Nick said, when you give and you give, God gives back even more than you're able to give. And uh, it will change your life, and it will change the lives of so many people forever. When you just get on the plane and say, God, here's my life. Take it. I, I served you. I'm giving it to you. Use me. Work through me. And he did. That's what I was talking about, the Holy Spirit moving. He moved through all of us to do stuff that we've never done before or we have very little experience with, and we made a huge impact, and it was an amazing trip. The best, best, best times of your life, really. And really good tacos. Um, amazing tacos. So I think it was, I can't remember who, I'm going to, I'll misattribute this quote. I can't remember. I think it may have been uh, Albert Einstein, but he said, once the brain, once stretched, can never go back to its original, the mind. Can it never contract? It was at Einstein? Yes. So I got, that, got it right. Thank you, Jay. So there we go. So, but it's that idea that you say yes to God. He changes your perspective. You can't ever go back to the way you were. God changes you. He transforms you. And that's what's happened in us. And you're here in a little bit. So I encourage you to sit down with some of these uh, folks, ask them more questions. Um, when opportunities come on up, uh, you can keep sending us and we'll keep going. Uh, but you can participate and you can go too and see what, you know, just open the door. God, can you use me? Again, as Nikki said, you know, can, can God use you here now? Absolutely. Just keep saying yes to God. Be uncomfortable. Be willing to let God stretch you and push you in situations that you wouldn't usually go. With that said, um, we're going to show, Nate didn't get to talk, so I'm going to show just Nate's quick first, his highlight of just those, the answer to those three questions. So let's show that first, and then, uh, and then I'll come back. The highlight of my trip was uh, all the funny moments that happened while we were on the construction site with Jared and Mateo, who are our friends that live in Mexico. The language barrier between Jared and Ethan and I, he had no idea what we are saying. We thought he was talking about hibachi and like bonsai and stuff like that. And he was actually telling us that our wall was a, a great disaster. One thing that God uh, proved to me throughout the trip was that I can use my passions to uh, serve him and uh, kind of confirmed the whole idea of doing missionography which is a cinematic type of video uh, that's filmed on missions trips to inspire others to go and to show the good work that we do. Others consider going on missions trips because life's greatest moments and deepest connections occur outside your comfort zone. All right. So can we show the video, please? So everybody, let's give it up. This is Nate's first edition of Missionography.
All right. Just, just an amazing, amazing experience, amazing time. We're going to close. We're going to invite our ushers up. We're going to sing that song in Spanish one more time. So you're going to stand up. You're going to sing with us again. All right. And I uh, invite you to, to, uh, to join us as we close our service today. Um, but I just want to encourage you, man. God is good. God is good. He is alive. He continues to do stuff here in Tlahomolco, which is not easy to say, in Guadalajara. Uh, he's doing it here in Hamilton, in Robbinsville, in Trenton, in Ewing, in Yardley. He's doing it everywhere. God is, God is at work all over the place, and he's continuing to call to us, to you and to me, to go. We have one commission, one commission in the Bible. There is one great commission. You can read all the scriptures, and there's one commission, and it just simply says this, go and make disciples of all peoples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and make disciples. Guess what? Go to your neighborhood. Go to your apartment complex. Go to your school. Go to where you work. You don't have to wait for next year. You don't have to wait for us to go another trip. Go today. Go this afternoon. Go tomorrow. Wherever you are, go there. Don't just be there, but go there. Go there with purpose. God is sending us. Listen, the goal is not just to come here every week and be like, hey, we're good. We're knowing about God. We're happy. We're, we're good. No, there's a world out there of people that are hurting. And it's often uh, just thinking about this, like, why do we do this? Why do we go? Why all the money? Why all this stuff? We, we, I preached a message. We talked about adding to the evidence. We talked about that. But let me tell you, in our world right now, we have lost touch with each other. We're so, we're connected here on our phones and through the internet. We are connected, but there's nothing that substitutes for presence. You, you can't replicate the relationships, the stories, the memories, the life that, that we've created because of relationship, because we show up. Again, if you're watching online, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't keep watching online, but you're not getting the full thing when you're not present. There's something about showing up for people. Go. Don't just be there, but go. Whatever you're doing this week, let God empower you. Let him awaken your faith and be on the lookout for the people around you. Do we care? Do we care enough to let God make us uncomfortable? Say, God, I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone. And you don't have to wait for a trip like this. You can do it now. Show up. Hey, tomorrow night, we got a worship night. This is not just for those who are extra churchy who like to come and sing. No, this is for us to encounter God, to allow him to change us and transform us. If you know people that need to meet with God, that need an encounter with God, invite them. There should be all sorts of new people here tomorrow night for this who have no idea what they're doing because they're here to encounter God because God shows up and we're changed in the presence of God. Tuesday night, show up for National Night Out. We're supporting our police department. It's a great community initiative. It's over at the Senior Center over there. You're going you're gonna to see it. it's going to be great. Tuesday night, come volunteer. We're here to serve. We're not just here to enjoy the, there might be some good food. There might be some funnel cakes. I don't know, petting zoo, good stuff like that. But we're here to be part of this community, to go. Our church cannot become inward focused. We are here for those who are not. We exist for the benefit of our non-members. God has sent us to go. One commission, go. Go. Wherever you are, go. Go there. 
Other opportunities are going to come on up. Take advantage of them. Say yes. Say yes. That's our challenge. Hopefully you heard that. You're encouraged. You're challenged. Let's just take a moment and pray, and then we're going to sing. Nada es imposible. Nothing is impossible for our God. The people around you go, ah, they vote this way or that way. They're, they're impossible. There are no impossible people. Uh, I know them. They're mean. They're miserable. They're divisive. They're difficult. They're nada es imposible. Nothing is impossible for God. Listen, if, if God can get us, who are some pretty difficult people, if he can get us and change us, he can change anybody. Say yes. Say yes to God. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you don't stop pursuing people. Lord, and you have invited us to partner with you in this great mission. It's a co-mission. It's, it's something we do in tandem, in partnership with you. We go, your spirit in us, we're moving in the power of God. It's not just us. It's us with you, and that is all we need. God, may we go wherever you send us. May we always say yes, whether it's across the street, across the hall, or across the world. Give us hearts and, and spirits that say yes. Thank you that you keep sending. Give us the faith to keep going. We praise you. Nothing is impossible, Lord. This world, there's nobody that you can't reach. Lord, eternity hangs in the balance. May we say yes. We thank you. You are awesome. In your mighty name we pray.